somebody said uh, to me last week, uh, Pastor Mark, Pastor Shane, Pastor Ben, they are not fill-ins. They are not fill-ins. They are important parts of this equation, and uh, and I'm 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 the blessed one. I'm the grateful grateful one to have such uh, support, and not just from them, but from all of you. Uh, And you know, most of you know, just uh, you know, all the all the we've gone through this year, uh, that kind of support. It's uh, hard to quantify. Hard to quantify, but he gets all the glory. He gets all the glory. What a morning already. Oh, my word, I'm worn out just from, uh, just from all he's doing, all he's doing. The title of this message has come a little closer. And again, what I love about the way he works is, you know, he, this message, he's already been bidding us. He's been bidding us all morning, come a little closer, come a little closer, without even necessarily saying those words. He's, he's been drawing us. And uh, this word, I better get my glasses out here because I'm going to need them. Um, this word, uh, I was in my car, uh, I, think I, was, I think I was coming here one day, earlier in the week, and, uh, and I just heard it. I just heard, heard this, th- these words, come a little closer. Come a little closer, and uh, I have a, 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 a visual with it, and uh, and it was just, uh, and it was, and it was, and it was involving us as a body. It was involving us as a body, and it was just, it was just like this. It was like, come on, Tom, let's, let's come on, let's go, let's go. And it was, it was actually this, this type of thing, you know. Okay, come on, we're going to worship or we're going to pray, or we're going to seek him together. And it was that, it was that personal. You can go back to your seat now. But, <laughs> but, but it, was, it, was, it was that tangible. It was that tangible with, with us uh, taking a step uh, with one another. And, and, and all for his glory, all for, for us to say to one another, he's got more for us. He's got more for us together. We're stronger together. In Him, in Him, and and so uh, the, the, the scriptures are are just replete with with uh, with this kind of bidding, with this kind of in, invitation, and I, I I think during worship this morning, when somebody came up over to me and said, "He's giving us an invitation today," and that was just during worship. That was just during worship. I don't remember which song was which, which song we were singing, and and as all He wants from us is. Is our obedience to, to say, "Yeah, come on, I'll, 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 I'll do that." He's giving us an invitation. There is a lot going on in people's lives. There's a lot going on in people's lives, and in the middle of everything that's going on, he wants to be praised. In the middle of everything that's going on, he wants to be acknowledged. He wants to be relied on and called upon because he has answers that nobody else has. The world is still fumbling over what to do, what not to do. But he has all those answers. In, in Men of Our class on Wednesday night, Ernie uh, 
Ernie was asked to pray for us as we got started, and I wrote this down, and I told him I was going to, I told him I was going to steal this, told the class I was going to steal this, but he closed out his prayer with this phrase, I almost called my lesson this today, uh, but he, he said, keep squeezing us, keep squeezing us, and I believe as he is saying, come a little closer, come a little closer, it's, it's, it's what he wants to do, and and you may see and hear something like come, keep squeezing us as, as you can take that as a couple, number of things. Well, what's a squeeze? It's a hug. <laughs> it's an embrace. It's an embrace where he's just wrapping his gigantic, ginormous arms around us. And he just embraces us and says, come to me and I've got all this for you and receive all of it and let me, let me do that. But we could also take, keep squeezing us as, ooh, sometimes that hurts. Or, You're requiring more of me. You're asking more of me pressure. Either way, either way, keep saying, keep squeezing me, Jesus. Keep squeezing me because I know if you're squeezing me to pull something out of me or to require something of me, it's going to be for my good and your glory. And if you're squeezing me just to love on me and care for me, well, I'll I'll take that any day, all day. Come near to God and He will come near to you, James tells us. Come near to God, He will come near to you. So when he issues an invitation that says, come a little closer, what prevents us? What what keeps us from saying, okay, what holds us back? If it's still pride, throw that away. Put that aside, cast it down. You fill in the blank. then we have these amazing, blatant invitations right from the scriptures. Matthew, words of Jesus, come to me all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. If you're in this room today, and something is wearying you, something is burdening you, this invitation is still for you today. Come to him. He's waiting. If you're just tired, I can't listen to the news anymore because it wearies me. And that's coming from a former newsman. Spent half my life in the news business. If you're weary today, He says, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. Learn from me. Learn from me. That's why he says, come a little closer, Fran. And Fran's like, yeah, I'll do that. And if there's, you know, there's a lot of you in this room, but if, if, if you're of an age where you've been following him a long time and Fran's one of them, she could easily just say, ah, you know, I've got what I need. 
but it's not enough. It's not enough. And she fully acknowledges that. So she gets an invitation to come. Okay. Learn from me. Learn from me. We talked in our open door class today. Are we still a teachable people? Even though some of us are older. Are we still pliable? Can I still be taught something? Please. I hope so. I hope so. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. How many in here need rest for their souls? I need it every day. I need it every day, all day. My only source for that is Jesus. My only source for that is Jesus. If I find, if, try to find that strength in myself or in even what I just know, my own knowledge, and I know a lot. I mean, I know lots of stuff. I have to come to him every day. And the cool thing is, he says, my yoke's easy, my burden's light. I need that. And then in Isaiah, we see this invitation. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. Come to the waters, you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money, without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy Still an awful lot of people spending a lot of energy and a lot of money on things that just don't satisfy. They may have momentary satisfaction, but none of it compares to what Jesus brings to the equation when we willingly and intentionally say, okay, I'm coming to this water. I'm coming to this water. And I'm going to keep drinking from this well, this well that is you, Jesus. This well that fills me every day. This will, well, well that satisfies me every day. He says, listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. The best food, he has the best food. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Listen that you may live. What an invitation. What an invitation. I'm going to be talking about this probably more in the days ahead, but we had a wedding here yesterday. We talked about this in our open door class today. We had a wedding here yesterday of, 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 two, of our, two of our young people, 22 and 23 years old, are now husband and wife, Tanner and Anastasia. Uh, Pasco is, is now the married name. And uh, we live in a day of a lot of mixed messages, but I can tell you that there was nothing from beginning to the very end of the night, from what I hear. I wasn't there at the end of the night, but there was nothing about that yesterday that was, was a mixed message. It was clear, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And apparently we left right before they started I thanking God and dancing and dancing on the grave and and these were these were not my generation. <laughs> it was this generation right here, from what I hear. I'll be talking more about that in the days to come. Because we have much to learn from you guys. We have much to learn. 
They were bold. They were bold. There was no question. There was no question that if they have the invitation, come closer. Yep, we're there. We're there. We're coming. We're coming closer. Jeremiah 30, there's this question that the Lord asks, Who is he who will devote himself to be close to me, declares the Lord. Who is he? And there's some debate among scholars about whether he's referring to just specific leaders or whether it refers even to Jesus. And there's no conclusion. But the question is a great question. And I'll raise my hand and say, I want to be that person. I want to be he who will devote himself to be close to him. And I could go around this room and there'd be hand after hand after hand after hand. But it's a dangerous question that we shouldn't just answer loosely or quickly because devote What if I don't feel like it? (laughs) What if something else is going on? What if something's dangling in front of me that looks inviting, that isn't part of that equation? So it's a dangerous question, but I'm still going to say, pick me, because I know I need what you have to offer. So it's interesting, in the Old Testament, we have this contrast. We have this contrast, and the reason I'm bringing this up because I want you to see what Jesus has brought to the equation that wasn't there before him. And so in Exodus, Moses, now, you know, if you're not familiar with how Moses came to Christ, he came kicking and screaming. He came to God. He came. He said, don't don't pick me. Don't pick me. I'm slow of speech. I can't. I can't do this stuff. I can't do what you're going to ask me to do. But he was tending flock, uh, tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flocks to the far side of the wilderness. And he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. And Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see what this strange sight is. Why the bush does not burn up. And the Lord saw that he had gone over to look and God called to him from within the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. And he said, don't come any closer. Don't come any closer, which is really interesting because the title of this message is come closer. And here we have this example where God's saying, Don't come any closer. Take your sandals off for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And there was this reverence. There was this this place where you can worship me from afar. You can worship me from afar. And this is how it was in the Old Testament. You worship from afar. We don't have to do that anymore. He's not saying, don't come any closer. Instead, he's saying, no, come, come, come. What's interesting about this account, and I didn't put the whole thing here, but 
he ends up giving Moses, from a little bit of a distance, some really specific instructions for him to do. He had a relationship with him. They were tight. They were tight. And so it wasn't like God, he couldn't have a relationship with him. It was just it had to be from a distance. In Leviticus, I don't, have, I don't have the whole thing up here, but Leviticus presents a detailed and complicated instructions to Aaron, Moses' brother, for entering the most holy place. And the specific note was to not come whenever he chooses to come into the most holy place. He couldn't just come whenever he wanted. It was once a year. We don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> we get to come whenever. We get to come and stay. Hang out for a while. And yet, sometimes we choose to stay aloof. See, in the New Testament, we see these wonderful invitations. Now in Christ Jesus, Ephesians, you were once, you once who were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For through him we have access to the Father. And it's right up close. I won't like get too close because I don't want to creep you out, but But we get to get right up close to his face. My breath is good today. In Hebrews, it talks about a better hope. That better hope is Jesus. Better hope is introduced by which, by which what? We draw near to God. Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. Hebrews 4.16, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence. And then again in Hebrews, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, look at this. It's taking the very words we just read about, you can't come into the most holy place whenever you want. This says, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a high priest over the house of God, what's the instruction? Let us draw near. Come closer. Come closer. Draw near to God with a sincere heart, with full assurance of that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Come closer. Come closer. Keep coming closer. Keep getting together. Keep encouraging one another to come closer. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. So, this morning, 
somewhere in here early. And uh, somebody was sitting in the back. Now she shared with me, this with me at, at the end of class today. She said she was in the back. And she said, the Lord said, come closer. I'm like, And so she came up in the front row, and he said, no, come closer. One until she got to the altar. That's where he wanted her to be. But I'm like, on a day when the message is, come up, come up closer, Lord speaks to somebody sitting in the back during praise and wor- during practice, praise and worship practice. And here's the thing. She says, started this conversation by saying, you know, I don't get, I don't hear the Lord's voice as often as I'd like to. She says, I hear all these people talking about, you know, I heard this and I heard that and I heard that. And I'm like, yeah, join the crowd sometimes. I wish, I mean, I'm the pastor. I'm one of the pastors here. I think I would hear like more than everybody, but I don't. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, I, I, I was sitting back there. Think, I don't hear. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, come closer, come closer. And it happens to be the title of the message. How does God do that? Because he's God. And we get to have a relationship with that kind of a God who's able to speak to the very things that matter to us. Which is why he says, come closer, because I got stuff to share with you. I have things I want to reveal to you. I have things I want to pour into you. I have things that I want to do in you that won't happen if you're far away. I want to do these things up close. And I don't know why that is, but it is. So on Wednesday night, uh, you know, we, we have classes at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays, and the sanctuary is open uh, for prayer before that. And uh, that's around 6.30. I, if, if, if I'm here earlier and don't have counseling, I try to be here at 6 and just open the, open the room and, and uh, turn the lights on. And So Wednesday, uh, there, were, you know, there, were, there were a few people filtering in, a few people filtering in, and at one point, I looked around, and there was, there was about six people up here, and there was around the back, there was about, I don't know, five, 50, I think it was 11 of us total in the room. And, and, and there was something about it that was, uh, that, that, uh, that caught my attention. Because, you know, I, I pray with my eyes open. I'm always just looking around. I don't know. Sometimes it helps me to see what is happening in the spirit by just seeing what's going on in the physical. But and there wasn't anything, you know, pronounced in terms of what that looked like physically, but but I I'm sitting back there and uh, and I again I heard the waters are continually being made fresh. The waters are continually being made fresh. And because I heard that while this was going on, I connected it to what was going on, that people are here and they're seeking and they're crying out and they're praying for one another and 
And in the in that process, there's renewal and there's refreshment and there's and it, and there was just a stirring in the room. There was just a stirring in the room. And again, there's only there's less than a dozen people in the room, but but it was a it was it was a force to be reckoned with, and it, and it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with us as individuals. It was just God responding, Holy Spirit responding to a people that, for whatever reason, for a few minutes, said, I want to come and press in. And I heard no stagnancy, no distractions. And then the, the final thing I heard was, come early to flood the sanctuary. Come early to flood the sanctuary. And again, all simple responses from the heavens to a few people that said, I want to come closer. I want to come closer. I'm going to come a little bit early and talk to my Savior. I'm going to come a little early to minister to someone's need. I'm going to come a little early. He responds to these things in ways that we can't quantify. I don't. I don't begin to know all of his ways, but he responds to simple things like that. (laughs) So in Hebrews, we're in Hebrews a lot today. We read these words, Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands that was only a copy of the true one, but he he entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? I I, I still, it's it's still one of those explosive moments for me to contemplate that he's in heaven speaking my name to the Father. He's in heaven speaking your names. But the scripture tells us that's what he does. He's advocating for us. Now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again. The way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that, was, that is not his own. Otherwise Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world. But he's appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, yours and mine, and everyone who hasn't come to him yet. And he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Those who are waiting for him. And I I tell you this today. Coming a little closer, coming a little closer is just another indication. I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for him. I'm not, I'm waiting for him. I don't want to be in the back row. I don't want to be at the end of the pack. Although the person at the end of the pack is included. Are you waiting for him? Are you waiting for him? What does that look like? What is is the waiting for him? 
Are there any, is there anything he's requiring of you as you're waiting? I don't know about you, but he's requiring more and more of me. Throw that off. Throw that off. Shut that down. Listen to me. He's saying that. And I would say, listen to him. Come a little closer. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray here in a minute. And I want you to, I want you to be proactive with this word because I believe, and I, and I believe this isn't just a, a, a visual for this lesson, but I believe this is something God wants, the Holy Spirit is, is, is revealing to us, saying to us, that I want this body, because we love one another. Anybody that's been around here, we have some visitors here today who've never been here before, and they're, you know, some of you may be wondering, what is this place about? Well, we're about Jesus. We're about Jesus, and we're not, we'll never apologize for being about Jesus. We're, not, we're, we're about his word. We're always going to teach the word. But I believe there's something that he's doing in us, and asking of us to say, don't be shy about going up to that person and just saying, come on, come with me. Come with me. Let's go pray together. Let's go worship together. And I want you to, today to be proactive now. Ask the Holy Spirit, who am, I, who, am I, who am I supposed to go up to? And don't get offended if somebody comes up to you. I'm giving them this instruction right now. So it's probably going to happen. It doesn't mean you're in deep, dark sin. But if you are, there's answers for that too. Absolutely. So, you know, either way, either way, we win. Either way, you win because you don't have to carry that. So, you know, our, our purpose isn't to, to, you know, I'm not going to come up to Ben and say, come on, because you got troubles, brother. <laughs> but if he did, and the Holy Spirit spoke that to me, I'd, feel free to come up and say that because we have a relationship. We have a relationship with one another. So as we go to prayer, you know, you don't have to come all marching down here. I can come to you and say, hey, let's just pray right here. Let's just, let's just seek them together right here. But I want, I believe Holy Spirit is, is calling us, He's calling us. Deeper relationship with Him, deeper relationships with one another. We spent a lot of time in our open door class today talking about what's the body of Christ look like to a world who's watching. I talked about that wedding yesterday. Those guys were not shy. They were not shy about testifying their faith. And half of the audience were not people of faith. And some of that from their own families. This is not a time for the body of Christ to shrink back, but a time for the body of Christ to step out. And so part of this thing that he's, I think he's doing for us is for us to, we're strengthening one another. We're strengthening one another. I don't, I'm like this person who shared with me today. I don't. I wish I heard like all the time. I don't. My mind would probably just go crazy though if I heard all the time. 
So he probably knows, he, well, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he gives me things in little pieces. Yeah, he's perfect. So when he said, come a little closer, and then he's, I mean, it was almost immediate. I just saw this visual of just people everywhere just, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Don't, don't be afraid of that. Even though I fully acknowledge it can be scary. Jim, come here. Jim Brock, and he came to me right before service and said he had something to share. I have no idea if it has anything to do with anything we've talked about. It, it may or may not, but we've come to know this man uh, in the last year or so, and uh, and I and I and I know his heart always, always, always is to hear from God. So if he tells me he has something to share, I'm going to listen. Uh, his wife is Kim Brock. Uh, Kim Peters, Brock, Kim Peters grew up here. She grew up here. She's like my child. She was in our young adult Sunday school class. Well, even when they were still teenagers. But anyway, this is her husband, Jim. And, and believe me, this is scary for me. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> but I'm, I trust him. I'm going to put your mind at ease. So I, I know. I need to borrow your Bible. Now the word, uh, the Lord had a word for me the other day. All right, I'll just put your mind at ease. Um, men of valor, I had a, uh, I had a dream, but it's not that dream. So it's not going to get that weird. Okay. <laughs> okay, Revelations 3, 19 through 22. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him and him with me. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also ever overcame, and I am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Uh, the dream that I was referring to that I, I shared at Men of Valor, was, uh, it was strange, because when he speaks, oftentimes, if you read Ezekiel, it was very strange, wheels and wings. It's always, uh, but that dream uh, was about my future, and um, it was about the parts of Jonah that I still have in me, um, the parts that say, uh, you know what, I don't want to talk to those people, hmm. and uh, the Lord said they don't know they're left from their right, 
And um, so the following week, uh, Sean gave us a, a nice talk about Jonah, and uh, that had to deal with that that particular dream. But this dream that I had had recently was two years in the making, and it has to do with repentance. And um, I was at the rally in the valley two years ago, and I shared with them that my my one of my spiritual gifts is prophecy. I, I don't like it, but you get the job you don't like, so you don't become proud because yeah. pride is where all sin was born from yeah. when Lucifer told himself that lie, yeah. that he was something he was not. Yeah. So I shared that with him, and he said, you, you'll be having a dream. And uh, I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And I finally had that dream a couple weeks ago, and it has to do with repentance. And it, and the dream was uh, me, and, me and Kim were in a house, and, and this house it started to rain in this house. And I went to the second floor, and there was a giant hole in the roof. It was a waterfall coming down in there. Um, the next thing I know, the house is on fire. And uh, there was another hole. And out this hole went a set of train tracks to another building. It was a way out, and there was a train car sitting on those tracks. And the Lord said that that first, uh, that waterfall was the flood where he only rescued eight people off this entire earth. He's holding back, but he wants us to repent. He wants me to repent of the Jonah parts that I have in me. Um, I didn't get dressed up for nothing. Uh, I wore this uniform for a long time and I can still, still squeeze into it. Uh, four years ago, I retired. Um, but he said, no, I want you to wear it today. Um, because this fire that he's speaking of, he's ready to bring it. And we need to be repentant. Um, there's yeah. mercy and there's love in him, but he's not going to hold back forever. So um, I do YouTube and, I, and I, I did a video to this effect after the, the rally the other day. And it says the same thing that I'm saying to you now. I'm, I'm going to go to this altar today and I'm going to repent of those Jonah parts that I believe he's forgiven. But those things that need to go. And I need to have a genuine heart and love for uh, for the unsaved because that's what he did for me uh, until I got saved 30 years ago in 1992. So if you want to come down here and pray for me or and pray and repent of anything that you have on your heart, you may be saved, but there's just those hard points that we need to get rid of because we don't have forever. And, and he's going to bring this fire uh, And maybe we'll just be buying time like they did in Nineveh. They did buy some time, but ultimately Nineveh was overthrown. But it maybe it was just enough time for people to say yes to him. Yeah. So uh, awesome. that's all I have. Awesome. So. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Again, just isn't God so good? How he gives them a scripture that is, is what? It's an invitation. It's an in invitation. This is Sherry. Hello. I just wanted to share that Wednesday we had a class and the Lord had asked us if we would dig up ancient well. And it was the one in Sheba. And that word, when I look up words, sometimes I'm blown away. But that word means the sacred full one. 
And so we prayed and we prophetically opened that well. And then the Lord asked us to come down here and pray that it would be down here. And we did. And as I walked in today, there were 12 of us. As I walked in, there are 12 artesian wells at the altar, just flowing with the miraculous, miraculous living water Amen. from our King. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. And as we're praying, I want you to just be, just be asking, what am I supposed to do right now? If I'm supposed to go to somebody, who is it? Show me and do it. Just do it. Uh, everything we've been hearing from these, these extra people who are sharing, it's, 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 about, it's about stepping out. It's about being obedient. If you want to come and join Jim, come join Jim. Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you right now. You are speaking clearly to us to come a little closer, to come a little closer. And I believe you're going to be bidding this over and over and over again until you accomplish what you have in mind. And that may be as long as we have breath. So I pray for this body today that you will do what you have in mind. You will accomplish it that we will not hold back, that we will come and receive from these open wells where there is healing, where there is provision, where there's all kinds of goodness from your throne. Let's stand. And Lord, as we go out of here today, I pray first that we will not go out of here until we've done what you've asked us to do, what you want to do. But I thank you that it's all, it's all for you, Lord. It's all for you. It's all for your glory. You are doing such a work in your people. And you've included us in your plans. And we're so grateful. We're so grateful. So Lord, do what you had in mind. We only want what you have in mind. Have your way, Lord. In your name I pray.